6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Have you ever had a dream of someone who has passed away or maybe even a pet that you love dearly? Did you find the dream comforting? Did you find the dream unsettling? I'm guessing that you probably remember it. It's one of those things that just doesn't go away. My husband and I were talking about these types of dreams just a couple of days ago, and today I just happened to find an article by our next guest who is considered one of the world's leading experts on grief dreaming or bereavement dreams. And while the dreams can sound sad, they often offer comfort and some peace. Dr. Joshua Black, welcome to 630 Chet in Edmonton. Well, thank you for having me. All right. So you have, this has been your work. This is why you've devoted your work to. What was it about bereavement and dreaming that, that drew you in? The first was after my own loss. Like, I didn't know anything about these dreams until then. And my dad died very suddenly, and it broke me completely. I came depressed, and it was just such a, such a hard time for me. And three months later, I had a dream where I was able to say goodbye to him, that I loved him. And the craziest thing is that when I woke up, I was changed. Like something in that dream changed me, and it wasn't like an interpretation. And from there, I've always had, there's a special quality to these dreams that I just held tight. And then when I went and volunteered with the bereaved, they had a lot of questions. And then when I looked at the research, there wasn't anything there. Mm. So that's when I actually went and did the research to help all the people that have questions. So how common are these dreams? And it, it's not just with, with humans. It can be your animals, you know, your pets as well, right? Yeah, it's, it's totally true. I didn't know going in, but it's so common. <laughs> like, it's so weird because no one talks about them. No one gets trained in them. No one teaches about them. But yet... And when you talk about loss, it's probably one of the, the few common things that you really can count on. When it comes to spells of loss, I found 86% had at least one of these dreams. Pet loss, 78%. And even miscarriages, um, the birth mother or partner can dream of that child. And I was 58% wow. had that. And then children, uh, I didn't do this study, but someone else did a study with children, and it was 55% had at least one dream. So everyone's having it. Okay, so what is happening in, in these dreams exactly? Is it just our mind playing games on us? Is it something that we, we were wishing for develop, uh, you know, so, so, so much for that we, I don't know, manifest them? What, what's going on? I wish it was that easy because if <laughs> everyone was manifesting these dreams, I wouldn't have to do research on it. But there's a lot there's a lot to the topic, and it's a big question. But the biggest thing is to understand that most so dreams in general reflect our waking life in many ways. And so when we're stressed or when we're depressed, we're going to have more negative dreams in general. And after trauma, we have even more negative dreams. And so what happens is you would think we'd have more negative dreams of the deceased just with that research. But what happens is we're having more positive dreams. And so these positive dreams are so loving, like the one I had with my father. And people really hang on to this moment, and it helps people work through their grief in many ways and allows people to maintain a continuing bond. And you don't need to be spiritual to have these dreams. I'd looked at the, I did the research. So everyone, spiritual or not, are having these dreams at the same kind of frequency. And what, it's just the, your interpretation of it is what changes. Yeah, okay, so I, I think some people believe that maybe they're getting um, visits from the mm -hmm. deceased. And, and I guess yeah. it just kind of depends on how you interpret 
the dream, uh, you know, and, and being able to move forward with whatever gift it gives you. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it because that's what I was wondering. If it was a visit, was it a visit or did I just make this all up? <laughs> well, so like if you made it up, that's amazing because a lot of times um, we want these over and over again, but sometimes we only have one our entire life, but it's so profound. And the love, the most common feature of these positive dreams is the love. And a lot of people say the love is like nothing they felt before. So there's something beautiful occurring in those moments that you just don't get every day. And it can really change you. And you know, when we talk about grief, I think a, a lot of times we forget about talking about actually what it means to grieve. And one of those things is that you don't get to hear that you're loved as much as you had before. And so a lot of these dreams have the deceased saying that they're still like the dreamer is still loved and how influential that is for people. And so in a religious dream, they may talk about heaven or God, but for the most part, everyone's having if they're having a positive dream there's a lot of love in there so do these help or do they hinder in the grief process do you believe <laughs> that's a loaded question <laughs> we could talk about that for an hour but we have like two minutes left so it's uh it's yes and no so yes it can really help those positive dreams but there's also the interpretation and sometimes positive dreams um, people will take as a negative experience based on their culture and their religious beliefs other times, uh, these negative dreams can be taken um, as a haunting to people, and so that's a negative. And other people are having dreams of the deceased maybe dying again. And so there's a lot to sort of say in those areas, but it can be both. And it's just really understanding that we need to use discernment when looking at these dreams. And with the research, hopefully it can help people understand and normalize these experiences so it, it isn't distressing and that, like, we can talk about it in support groups. So you mentioned that um, that you don't need to be super spiritual, religious, anything like that to have these dreams. They can happen to anybody. And it was interesting, I was having a conversation with a colleague of mine today, and, and his wife uh, just had one uh, about uh, their dog that they lost uh, a little while mm -hmm. back. And, and he said to me, you know, she's so lucky that she had this. She could smell the dog. She could feel the dog's uh, body. She could feel the warmth from it. It was just so comforting. And he says, it probably won't happen to me because I'm a cranky old guy <laughs> and uh, he was you know so uh, you know is it do you have to be open to this or not well i would think it have some impact I, I don't think it has as big of impact i think as, as people would think but the biggest thing that i found in my research when looking at who has these dreams and who doesn't is those people who remember their dreams most often are the ones who are remembering more of these types of dreams so it, what it's telling me that a lot of people are dreaming of the deceased, but they're just not remembering it when they wake up. And so it's a function of remembering your dreams. And you can do that. That is something that you can actually increase the amount of dreams mm -hmm. that you recall each night. We're talking this afternoon with Dr. Joshua Black, who is considered to be uh, uh, an expert, leading expert around the world on grief dreaming and bereavement dreams. And uh, thank you for sharing your stories with me at 780-496-0063. I've had three of these dreams in my 50 years on this planet and I consider them a blessing. One of them was my, my nan, um, who I was very close to. Uh, one of them was my ex-husband who passed away uh, about a year ago. And the other one was my four dogs that I have talked about on this show who I lost over the past 10 years. And each of them was just so profoundly impactful on me. I, I questioned over and over again what I was supposed to take away from this. And I'm going to ask Dr. Black about that in just a 
a second before we run out of time. Going to let him do the talking here. Are there different types of of these kinds of dreams, Dr. Black? Yes, sir. There's a variety of them. But the easiest way I can just categorize into really four for time's sake. So there's these negative dreams where the deceased is ill or they're dying or they're dead the entire dream. Or they're actually chasing or trying to harm the dreamer um, mm -hmm. or even convince them to uh, kill themselves, which is a new theme that um, mm -hmm. raises awareness on suicide ideation and mental health moving forward. Um, the other one is these positive dreams where you see the deceased providing comfort um, or you're seeing them healthy and happy and you're almost like witnessing them mm -hmm. at afar. So what do we take away from these in the in the end? I mean, as I said, you know, the, the three that I've had in my lifetime, I remember them like they were it happened last night. Um, and I've I you know, my heart gets filled with like warmth and, and comfort when I think of these wow. and um, they are all very very powerful one especially especially the one about my ex-husband to be honest with you there was a lot of forgiveness in that yeah. dream what do we take away from this does it just I mean is it up to every individual Dr. Black well you gotta sit in the mystery of it all because as you said it's profound you're remembering it it's changed you in some way where other dreams haven't and so what's so special about these dreams and that's why we need more research but we need to talk about them and I think that's the strongest uh, sentiment is to you know we need to provide a safe space for people to share these very powerful dreams like yours and many others who have had these very powerful loving dreams provide forgiveness grief support and even in the pandemic people are you know you have the deceased coming in and providing support to get them through the pandemic but it's like with other dreams, you have to interpret. A lot of these dreams is just witnessing and sitting in that love and that comfort that for a lot of people have felt. And just sitting with it as if you would watch a movie and to sort of feel it. And that feeling, I think, is the key to these dreams and how impactful that they can be. Well, um, I could I could have um, hours of conversation with you, Doctor Black, uh, about this, and uh, maybe sometime we'll get on the on the phone with you and tell you about these uh, the three that I that I had because they were pretty special. Um, wow. um, they bring tears to my eyes when I talk about them. So I've got to pause here before I start crying. My audience doesn't need to listen to that again, but crying in a good way. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I'm going to mention as well that you're a public speaker, you're a consultant, and you you're the host of the grief. Grief Dreams podcast at griefdreams.ca if people want to find out more. Thanks for the work that you're doing on this, and, and thanks for um, for joining us this afternoon to start that conversation right here on 630 Chet. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me, and I appreciate you sharing your dreams. I'm glad they're so positive uh, for you as you move through your grief. I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you, Dr. Black. Okay, bye.